Hey, welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast with your postnatal expert, Peter Lapp. That, as always, would be me. What are we doing today? I'm talking the ABCs of postpartum exercise and the many forms of cardio, which to do, which to avoid and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, the basics, back to basics this week. Uh, we're talking the best way to plan your physical postpartum recovery. Can you prevent diastasis recta by doing the right things during pregnancy? The quickest way for your body to recover postpartum? Should you do cardio? If so, what kind? I recommend people to do high-intensity uh, high interval training, a good idea. Or is it really as unsafe as people claim it is? How can you speed up your diastasis recovery? And what effective postpartum training actually looks like? So let's get cracking. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast with little old me. Uh, this is the podcast for the 7th of May, 2023. And I'm sitting here with Bob and Kitty sound asleep. Buddy's potting around. So if you hear something in the background, that will be him. It's a bit late in the day. So I'm going to I'm going to need to brush this a little bit to get this out for 6 o'clock. So I'll be talking a bit quicker. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this on speed times 1, try it at 1.25. It's actually usually better. <laughs> Yeah, I find my voice is a lot less annoying when you do that. Um, what am I talking about this week? I, first of all, I hope you're well. Right? I hope you have a good week. Um, I've got some amazing interviews coming up. People, uh, So keep sending in the emails, peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. Anybody you suggest, I will always have a look at to see if they're suitable for the show, if they're willing to come on, and uh, when we can get it scheduled. I've got tons of good suggestions, and that means I have tons of people to reach out to. Um, I'm looking for several charities still to to have conversations with postpartum related uh, charities. Uh, I have several interviews scheduled with people, but it'd be really good uh, to get some more on board uh, covering certain uh, episodes, certain subjects. You know, uh, bereavement, uh, injuries, postpartum. Uh, pregnancy-related injuries and, and, and all that sort of stuff. I have a whole list of stuff, but I don't have the list in front of me, so I can't read it out. Anyways, if you think anything is suitable, peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. If you have any questions, that's also the email address which you can reach me on. Uh, in this week's episode, I'll very quickly, well, fairly quickly, go over the why, the who, what, when, the where, and the how, as Eminem used to say, of postpartum exercise. Um, because I get a lot of questions still... Uh, and, you know, this thing has been going for 200 plus episodes. Uh, and this is a lot of a lot of the stuff I covered in the earlier episodes. And, of course, a lot of people have simply never heard me answer these questions in a very straightforward manner. So that's what we're doing, going back to basics. Um, so how do you plan, best way to plan your postpartum recovery? I've got an interview coming up with... Uh, someone about Sao Yatsu, the sitting the month, the, the, the Chinese habit of sitting the month. And I know it's a habit many people have. If you go through the old episodes, I had an off, uh, a chat with someone who literally wrote the book about this, uh, GM Whitley, Grand Ming Whitley. And that was a phenomenal chat. I mean, it makes so much sense to me. So from a planning your postpartum recovery perspective, 
definitely check that out as well. Your your physical, actual recovering from giving birth and pregnancy. Check out that interview um, with GM Whitley from um, from a while ago. So, what that basically recommends, and I'll I'll just very briefly give the highlights because I'm so I'm, I'm so much on board with that. It just makes so much sense to me. Is that to help your postpartum recovery, try to do as little within the first 30 days as you can. And that means, you know, when they talk about sleep when the baby sleeps and all that sort of stuff, yeah, that's great. But you also want more rest than that. You want to do as little washing as possible, uh, a little, as few house chores as possible. So get in an ideal world, you'd have people helping you with that stuff. With regards to cooking, make as much in advance as possible, all that sort of thing. And with regards to food, have as many nutritious meals as possible during the first 30 days of your postpartum recovery. Um, I know part of um, the whole sitting the monster, the, the salad soothing, is uh, a lot of broth and all that sort of stuff, uh, vegetables, and just basically wholesome, wholesome food. Um are at the top of the tree when you and you know that way that will allow you by preparing all that all that stuff uh in advance will allow you to spend more time bonding with your baby and all that sort of thing right so that is just to make life as easy as possible for yourself for the first 30 days in the first 30 days also don't do any exercise right um yeah you can go for a walk and all that sort of stuff but no exercise uh, I, I would say at all. Uh, technically, you can do your pelvic floor exercises as soon as they feel comfortable. But, you know, that is quite... Uh, that can be two to three weeks postpartum. So I just say, yeah, I just leave that for an extra week. It's not that big a deal. Make sure that when you do your pelvic floor exercises, that you do have a look into how to do them. Uh, I've done interviews about pelvic floor with... Several people, uh, CEO of Yarlap, CEO of uh, the the founder of what that other thing was, the, the, the tears thing. They're also, again, in the podcast description. Make sure you do them properly is what I'm saying. So when you're talking about Kegel exercises, make sure you relax as well as tension, uh, as, as well as tighten. Uh, as well as you put tension on it, make sure you learn how to relax your pelvic floor as well. With regards to actual uh, recovery for diastasis recti and all that sort of stuff, it's fine if you leave that for a few months, right? You can't, and this is a question I get asked a lot, can you prevent diastasis recti by doing the right things during your pregnancy? The answer is no. You're always going to have diastasis recti. You're always going to have a bit of separation of the stomach muscles, uh, which, as Anthony Lowe will attest, you know, you need that because the baby needs to go somewhere. So something needs to move. And you want, in an ideal world, you want that to be your stomach muscles. You don't want that to be anything to do with your pelvic floor. You don't want to end up with prolapse and all that sort of stuff. And as Anthony pointed out, uh, the physio detective, again, another interview you can listen to, a very knowledgeable guy. Uh, we have a slightly different approach, but he, <laughs> I mean, he does know what he's talking about. Um he, as, as he points out, that women who don't have as much diet, there's a reverse link between a lack of diastasis recti and an increase in prolapse. So you want 
a decent ISS retractor, so to speak. You want a decent uh, gap um, widening of of, uh, of the stomach muscles, right? Now, as I always say, the ISS retractor should be more than that, but that's a narrow definition. And that's what we're going with for that. So can you prevent the gap? No. You will always have a gap because you need that because the baby needs to sit somewhere. So don't buy into any of the, if you do this during your pregnancy, you won't have diastasis rectum afterwards. What you can do is the more exercise, core-related exercises you do, and by core, I mean full core, right? I don't just mean abdominal-related exercises. Uh, so I include the glutes and all that sort of thing. Um, if you keep those muscles active, you keep them working, it will make your postpartum recovery significantly easier. I, I find, and I haven't done a study on this because uh, I don't have the numbers to really make it a, a reliable one, but anecdotally, um, I've worked with several thousand people over the last 10 years and uh, through HPMB and through Castle PT. And I find that people who are active during the pregnancy have a much easier time postpartum. Um, that doesn't mean you can't recover. Uh, you can't heal your diastasis recti and pelvic floor uh, issues postpartum if you haven't done anything during the pregnancy, but it's a lot easier if, if you do. So things like wood choppers, uh, especially that last uh, trimester when you don't really uh, want to lie down to do your core stuff anymore. You can still do planks and all that, but, you know, the easiest way to do it, wood choppers, downward wood choppers, uh, core presses, all the standing stuff. Again, they'll be on the Healthy Postnatal Body YouTube channel as well. You just go onto our channel, uh, you click the search button for wood chopper, and it'll come up. And just uh, it's easy as pie. It's, all it needs is a resistance band. And it, exercises like that, so rotational and anti-rotational uh, exercises that hit the entire core, um, that, that including your transverse abdominis, which you might have heard a lot about, will make keeping that active during your pregnancy means that during the early stages of postpartum recovery, uh, so when you've just been signed off after six weeks or eight weeks, depending on whether you had a C-section, um, that that initial muscle activation stage I always talk about is going to be significantly easier, Right? And this also brings me to the quickest way for your body to recover postpartum because I get that email an awful lot. Right? How can I, what is the fastest way for my body to recover postpartum? Okay, and that is always, in my opinion, and this is just my humble opinion, but I kind of like to think I know what I'm talking about with this, <laughs> is uh, first you get an assessment done. If you can afford it, get what they call a mummy MOT, or you see a, uh, a women's health specialist. Have them check your pelvic floor, have you check your diet, have them check your diastasis rectum. Ask for the paperwork. There's, I did an interview a long time ago with Dr. Kylie Burton, and she's one of those holistic doctors uh, from proper medical degree. She has a proper medical degree and also functional medicine stuff. And something she said that, that really tweaked with me is most people have no, don't walk around with the medical file and you really kind of should have some information. If you go to a physio and they, they say, this is what's wrong with you and here are some exercises to take home and sayonara, see you later, bye-bye. Uh, or they say, do you need to do 10 sessions with me or whatever? 
you haven't gained any information that you can actually take with you to somebody else. I find a lot of people that are really good at carrying out an assessment are not necessarily good at helping you recover from whatever is is uh, whatever is is wrong. Maybe a strong word, but whatever ails you, so to speak. Also, a lot of physios are significantly more expensive than uh, postnatal uh, exercise therapists and all that sort of stuff are. Right? Physios tend to really fall, especially especially postpartum physios. They they, they tend to charge quite <laughs> quite a bit. Right, initial assessment in in the in Edinburgh, I've seen it go from eighty to two hundred fifty pounds, and it's absolutely crazy, and and it's it's offensively expensive. If you go to somebody like that, and like I said, if you can afford to, you really should get your assessment done. Um, and check your pelvic floor, diastasis recti, and all that, and then have them write down, and they should do this, write down what their diagnosis is. Or you just record the session, right? You can do that as well. Just record their advice when they say, this is what's wrong with you. That's when you turn your little phone on and you say, I'm going to record this bit because I'm going to show this. I'm going to take this to someone like myself, a postnatal PT or something saying, this is what I personally have to focus on, right? Doing something generic is not really the fastest way for your body to recover postpartum. I get a lot of emails asking, is my program, the H Healthy Postnatal Body Program, or or indeed is, is MUTU or any other postnatal program as good as personal training is? And the answer is no. Uh, it just isn't. If, you st- if I stand next to somebody, I can spot things and correct them immediately. Um, and I spot things that somebody else might not see for themselves, right? A lot of, I can explain things much clearer. So you get results a lot faster with personal training with with the right PT uh, than you would uh, just from an online program. But an online, pro- which is why HPMB is so much cheaper, right? But an online program is infinitely better than just a bunch of random stuff and guesswork, right? So going to do any. 12 week or six month or however long program is take going to take you from A to B and A to C, uh, B to C and, and then all the way up to Z right, where you're fully recovered. Uh, if it's, if it's well designed, it at least gives you the guide. You're not just guessing your way through and doing some random things that you kind of should feel like you should be able to do. Um, and this is why I always say in an ideal world, you get personal training postpartum or physio or whatever you want to call it and i think like i said before and i keep hammering this point home it should be free of course it should of course you shouldn't have to pay the world um this should be free on the nhs and it should be free with your insurance provider and it's outrageous that it isn't um and i will keep banging that particular drum um However, for as long as it is what it is, and we haven't adopted the ways of the French, because in France they have they give you six free appointments, and it's better than nothing, right? If for as long as we haven't adopted those ways, um, then an online program should at least be, in my opinion, again, it should be free or easily affordable to everybody, which is why Healthy Post NATO Body exists. And why I think Mutu is a disgrace. 
<coughs> but no, don't hold back. No, it, it is. Right? Um, it's, there are more expensive programs than Mutu available. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the main problem I have with Mutu is their poverty tax. Um, they're, they're, if you look at their monthly payment plan, it's outrageous. Um, but follow that program. If you can't afford PT, then you follow a program. And you'll find that if you are consistent in your approach, uh, so you do a bit of your exercises, you do exercise every day, and you do the right exercises every day, no. your body will pretty much go back quite quickly, especially if we're talking like you've recently, you're recently postpartum. So you're at that six, eight week stage and maybe only have one or two, one or two kids and you've always been active and all that sort of stuff. I've had people, I, I, I train people now that are on their third and fourth child and all that sort of stuff. And they've been with me since like their second, second kid. Uh, and they've been with me during the pregnancies and postpartum with the first and then pregnancy and, and then, there's virtually no time. They, they, they just, I mean, all these, all these women basically six, eight weeks later, we start exercising again. The muscle activation is great. Another four to six weeks later, they're done. They're just back to doing the normal things, the things that they should be able to do with regards to running and, um, cycling and, and all that sort of stuff or whatever they want to do. Um, and that's how I know that, you know, if you just follow the right things and you do the right things, that your postpartum recovery is remarkably, remarkably easy. Uh, at least from a physical perspective. I'm not talking mental health perspective, right? Um, and that running, like I mentioned there, that's the second, uh, that's the third question I get asked quite a lot. So should you do cardio? And if so, what kind do I recommend people do? And that's a funny one. The NHS always says walking is a great type of exercise, uh, especially when you're postpartum. Um, I think walking is a low bar to set for, for exercise. For exercise, for postpartum recovery. It's important, but you're going to walk anyways, right? You have no choice. You have a buggy. You need to take the child out every now and again. So it's almost, it. it's not like it doesn't count, but it doesn't count as uh, as much, I think, as... It's a, like I said, it's a low bar. It's the same as five a day. Eat five a day. Now you should be eating more than that. It's a lowest common denominator thing when they say you should need a brisk walk and brisk half hour walk, uh, to, to remain in shape or to recover from whatever. And that's, it's nowhere near enough. Uh, because it's not targeted, right? In the case of recovery. So should you do cardio? Uh, lots of people ask me whether they can go for a run. And I said, yeah, if your pelvic floor feels okay, you don't have, um, Weak a weak diastasis recti is what I call it. So uh, your muscles are okay and they feel, you feel like you're in control, then yeah, you can start running. Um, it's not my favorite form of cardio, but then I hate running. I much prefer jumping on a bike. Um, but if you don't like cycling, and especially with your pel any pelvic floor issues, cycling is a bit of an issue, is swimming. Better, yeah. Swimming is fine as well. Swimming. The nice thing about swimming is um, that it's no impact, right? What I always, um, but you can also do kettlebell classes and all that. It all kind of depends on a what you like to do, but b and this is the most important thing: whether your breathing is under control yet. 
And by breathing, I mean the core breath. And again, go to our YouTube channel and check out what the core breath is. I'm not talking diaphragmatic breathing and all that sort of stuff. I'm talking breathing during exercise. I did a video on, on high intensity interval and, and training and breathing. And I'm pretty sure I wrote a blog about this as well. Um, so check out the healthypostnatalbody.com website and it'll be on there. And like I said, it'll be on our YouTube channel. Um, basically, as soon as you've taught your body to breathe properly and the muscles contract at the right time and all that sort of stuff and you're in control of your core, then any exercise you do, as long as you're breathing correctly, is completely fine and completely safe and won't make your diastasis worse. Um, cardio is always nice from a heart health perspective and uh, from your cardiovascular perspective. Um, I don't recommend people do cardio for weight loss because I don't talk about weight loss an awful lot uh, when it comes to postpartum recovery for two reasons. One is because I know someone's asking, why aren't you uh, talking about this so much? For two reasons. A, it's not that interesting. It's the, the, the mathematical equation really doesn't change. You eat a bit less and you'll lose a bit of weight. But also, um, I think the pressure to lose weight is makes no sense when there are more pressing concerns, such as, you know, making sure your body's comfortable and uh, your pelvic floor is fine, you don't have diastasis recti, you don't have back pain and neck pain and all that sort of stuff, that you feel comfortable in your movement and that you don't pee yourself all the time and all that sort of stuff. I think that's significantly, infinitely more important than whether you lose two or three pounds or not. Um, and also, your hormone levels, for as long as you're breastfeeding, are still going to be out of sync. So you still have prolactin and all that sort of stuff in your body. That's uh, one of the hormones that helps with breast milk production. Uh, but that also means that you will retain a bit of weight. Estimates anywhere between 5 and 10 pounds. So it's going to be really difficult to shift that weight as long as you're breastfeeding. Like I said, it's not that interesting anyways, right? As far as I'm concerned. Um, so it, it, at least it shouldn't be where the focus is, uh, as far as I'm concerned. With regards to um, cardiovascular exercise, is high-intensity interval training a good idea postpartum? Or is it unsafe? As I had an email from someone uh, this week saying their personal trainer said HIIT training was unsafe for postpartum women. Uh, nah, it's not unsafe. It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense for why it's, as to why it would be unsafe. Certain exercises might well be a bad idea. Um, things like star jumps and box jumps and all that sort of stuff, jumping lunges, jump squats, puts a tremendous, all that plyometric stuff, puts a tremendous amount of strain on the pelvic floor and the core, uh, much more so than you think it is, all these impact exercises. And I quite often think that that is probably not uh, the way to train uh, postpartum until you're fully recovered and until you're comfortable. The same goes for lifting heavy weights, right? I have a new client who trained with uh, a PT for a little while. Um, and she's basically the PT, never taught her how to breathe properly, had her lift really heavy weights that her body wasn't ready for. And it, 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 it doesn't help your postpartum recovery, right? You have to stay within within your limits a little bit because the breathing is so important. Because if you're holding your breath, and most people do hold your breath, hold their breath when they get stuff, um, or they exhale at the wrong point and they brace their way through the exercise, so they they contract their core in a in a brace position, so they take a deep breath in and then you tighten everything up, so to speak. 
Um, if you do that through exercises, you're, you're increasing the pressure, the internal pressure on the body, which is kind of how thyrostasis recti happens anyways, and prolapse and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm not saying that it causes, holding your breath causes diastasis recti. I'm saying it it, uh, it hinders the recovery of it. So is it a good idea? Yeah, and once your breathing is fine, you can do whatever you want. Uh, high intensity interval training doesn't have to be with a lot of jumping stuff. right? I do a tremendous amount of kettlebell work with people. Kettlebell swings, cleaner press, snatches, and all that sort of stuff. Um Figure eights, figure eights to a hold. Absolutely everything is okay to do if you know how to how to how to move. If you're breathing properly, if your core is contracting at the right time, if your glutes are activating properly, then a kettlebell swing is a phenomenal exercise to get your heart rate up. And if you then want to do that in some sort of Tabata program of 30-10 or 40-20 or whatever it is, 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off, it's all completely safe. You're not going to make any anything worse by doing a particular kind of cardio as long as you're ready for that particular kind of uh, exercise. Right. So for a lot of people, for instance, if, if you like if you like running and you can, from a running perspective, in the beginning, hill walking is significantly easier. It gets your heart rate up as well, but you don't have the impact of it. So yeah, you walk up the hill, walk up a steep hill, it gets your heart rate up. It's still walking, but it's low impact. And therefore, as long as you're breathing properly through the big steps as you're going up the hill, you're not going to cause any problems. And then when your pelvic floor feels comfortable, you can go running. Um, and start by running one mile. The idea that we need to go out and do 5K immediately makes no sense. 1K, just a lap around the block or whatever it is, is completely fine. That is how, and when you feel like you're no longer in control of your muscles, you stop. It is okay for your body to say enough's enough. That is when you rest. Because we have to remember that during rest is when the body gets stronger. Obviously not if you sit on the sofa for 10 weeks. But if you do exercise, then after the exercise, that's the body's recovery time. When it's kind of to oversimplify it when it gets when it thinks oh we just did something I wasn't capable of doing I'd better strengthen up so I can, I'm capable of doing this next time it doesn't happen when you push through an exercise when you push when you make a weak muscle work too hard you're just making that muscle weaker because it can't repair itself right that is fundamentally what's happening um, so that's why if you can run one mile, then you run one mile and then, then you stop. And then the next time you probably find you can run a little bit further because your body is getting used to doing what you demand it to do. Of course, as I always say, just doing cardio, just running or just swimming or something is not sufficient for overall health and is not sufficient for postpartum recovery. Right? You still need to follow a postpartum recovery program of some sort. Right, diastasis recovery, how can you speed this up? I kind of already covered this. Uh, I'm not sure why, <laughs> why it's in there twice. Basically, like I said, just stick to doing the right things. Uh, everything slowly, slowly, catchy monkey. How can you speed it up? By just being consistent. 
I tell people, uh, as part of the Healthy Postnatal Body Program, you get like a home routine, which you do every day for 10 minutes, and you get two strength sessions, uh, which is like once a week, and it's like half an hour to 45 minutes, depending on what you're ready for. If you follow that process and you're, and you're consistent with your exercises and you really pay attention to what you're doing, you will find that you recover tremendously quickly. And by just by being consistent in your approach. And as soon as it feels like you're ready to step up, you step up. You do the next thing. You don't stick for three months with a one-month program, right? You go up. This is why I made the Healthy Postnatal Body Program last like 10 months. I, I, I give you three months completely free, which is, you know, Mutu calls that they're, they're like, they, that's their 12 sessions. That's their 12 stages to get that three months. So that's why I always tell people, if you if you don't want to pay for HPMB, just copy-paste the session plans for the first three months. You get them anyways. Copy-paste them, then you cancel your subscription. Make sure you cancel it on time and don't tell me that you got charged after cancellation because that doesn't happen. <laughs> and it costs me a lot of money when you tell me that or when you complain to the bank about that. <laughs> um Just copy-paste this stuff. Throw it onto a Word document. And then, you know what, just be consistent in your approach. As soon as you're ready to step up, you step up. What effective postpartum training actually looks like. First of all, it only targets the things that have anything to do with postpartum training. So it ignores a lot of the gump. I haven't asked anyone to take a walk daily forever, ever. And I, I know other postpartum PTs do say, oh, if you could go for a daily three-kilometer walk or something like that would help. And I just said, how? It helps absolutely nothing to do with your postpartum recovery. It just means you burn some more calories. That's, that's, that's all it does. Effective postpartum training focuses solely on the postpartum part. The goal is to get you back to being able to do whatever you can. And realizing that is important. The goal isn't for you, at the end of a postpartum training thing uh, program, isn't for your diastasis to be completely healed, for that gap to be within two centimeters. Right? It isn't for your pelvic floor to be insanely strong. The, the goal is to get you ready to do whatever it is you want. Because everything, with a good postpartum training program, everything you do after you finish the program should already, you should have enough knowledge, your body should move in such a way that your diastasis rectum and your pelvic floor are going to heal anyways. Right? This is why that core breath thing becomes so important. That's why I bang so on, on about it so much. If I teach you how to move properly how your body contracts properly and how to breathe properly after two months you're kind of done with me right you might well want to stay with me that's a different beast altogether but after two three months you're done you're finished i sell with my castle pt program uh castle pt uh, company i have this postpartum program it's 24 sessions by far most of the women that i see are done after 24 sessions with me. They'll go do something else because they can do whatever it is they want. Like I said, they might well want to stay training with me, but there's no need to train with me. They can just sign up to a gym membership, do whatever it is they want. 
or sign up with another PT or go back to the other PT or go back to working with their normal coaches and all that sort of stuff, right? An effective postpartum training program is only about getting you to be able to do whatever it is you want. And it's very simple. It starts with muscle activation, making sure all the muscles work at the right time, that your body doesn't learn how to cheat through movement and all that sort of stuff, that when you're squatting, your glutes are kind of doing what they're supposed to do and that your hip flexors aren't being used too much, um, that your back is okay during a deadlift, that your everything just works properly, that when you're holding a plank, it isn't just your quads that are taking all the pressure, but your core is staying in, in place and, and all that sort of thing, right? Muscle activation, that's where it starts. Then strengthening up a bit, making sure that it's strong enough to do basic movement. Uh, and that includes picking up weights and all that sort of stuff, because picking up weights is part of your life. Not necessarily dumbbells, but children weigh X amount, and you know you keep feeding these things, and therefore, <laughs> therefore they keep getting heavier. And you should be able to lift a certain weight. You want to be able to pick your kid up and run around with them and all that sort of stuff. So we need to then focus a little bit on on the strengthening upside of things. And after that, it is all gumph. After that, it is all just about what you need and what you want to do, and that's why. I always say, you know, that's why I say the first three months of a postpartum program should be enough for most people, which is why I made it free uh, as part of HPMB. After that, it is just finding something to do what you want to do. So, uh, and in month four in the HPMB program, we're splitting up stuff for people that want to work on their glutes, people that want to work on their core, people that want to work on strength, uh, legs and blah, blah, blah. Right? And, and you can choose what, what you want to do. You get access to absolutely everything, but you can choose. I'm going to do these sessions this month and deal sessions next month, and this is my path. And this is my, you can go back and forwards and all that sort of stuff. But that is essentially all postpartum really is. Muscle activation and then strengthening up. And once you've done that, strengthening up to the point where... Uh, it's strong enough to do your daily activities. You're done with your postpartum program. You don't need any more. You don't need to... Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm back on, on, on Mutu a little bit. Mutu charges £84 a year. And I still haven't quite figured out why. Why would you need a program after a year? It's nice to get access to it, but you know, you've already paid for it, so you should be able to copy-paste all that sort of stuff. And it should be free. And... Um, I have never come across anyone that needs a, a postnatal program for a year. You're out of your mind. <laughs> right? After three months, it's not postpartum training anymore. It's, 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 it, it doesn't need to be postpartum training anymore if your first three months are effective. Now, they can take a bit longer. In some people, sure. I've had a 52-year-old. I had a 52-year-old client that gave birth. Uh, their youngest was 25, and it took... It took her seven months to help her heal diastasis. And, and she had a, a little, little bit of a pelvic floor issue, but not much. It was mainly diastasis uh, that she was referred to me for by the GP. And six months, job done. Go on your merry way. Go join the gym. Go do something else. Why would you pay more? I don't know. Right? You don't need to pay that much for it. It should, at the when you're feeling like you are capable of doing what you're, want to do, then you should go do something else with someone else. 
especially when it comes to online training programs that tend to be much more expensive for postpartum than they are for weight loss or for general um, general activity. I mean, I would argue that once you're ready to do whatever it is you want, what you feel fit and confident, you can just go onto YouTube and do loads of random stuff and, and, and you'll be fine with that. Um, it's, it's not great for rehab training. It's not get, great for getting you from A to B, but it's fine if you're just looking for general fitness once all your issues are resolved or your all issues are mo- mostly resolved. You can do your thing. And then during those sessions, your diastasis rectus should heal that last bit. I've had, I've said goodbye to many people in the healthy postnatal body program. I've had three centimeter that went from, say, six centimeter separation to three, but their core was functioning properly. They said to me, Pete, I'm going to cancel. I'm still after, uh, after three months because I don't want to pay for it. And so they sent me an email saying, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to cancel now because I don't want to pay. And I said, cool. That's fine. That's what it's for. And then they sent me an email two months later saying, I closed the last centimeter down as well. Yeah, you did that. By just keeping the principles of postpartum training in your future training, by keeping your breathing right. And because I showed you, or you picked up how your core should actually work and how, how your core should contract and all that sort of stuff. As long as you take that those lessons with you, you can do whatever you want. Uh, so it shouldn't take too long. So that's what, in short, postpartum training actually looks like. Um, how far along am I? How far How far am I? 37 minutes. I think I've bored you enough because I'm well aware that I spoke quite quickly as well. <laughs> I'm trying to speed it up a little bit. Um, because, like I said, otherwise I can... If I'm just reading out emails, I'll tend to slow down a little bit because um, I don't prepare that much for, for this thing. Oh, really, Pete? Well, noticed. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, if I read out emails, when I think, I slow down a bit. Um, but this stuff is bread and butter. It really is bread and butter stuff. And all your postpartum uh, exercise, physios, personal trainers, healthcare professionals, this is basic basic stuff uh, as far as I'm concerned um, and it's something we should all agree on anyways peter at healthypostnatalbuddy.com if you have any questions or emails and want to send me an email about whatever I am always more than happy happy to hear it you have a tremendous week you take care of yourself and I'll be back next week night bye now This is my time, I'm on the rise, can't hold me down, I'm too fly This is my time, ready to shine, brighter than all of the lights Cause when it's game time, seconds away and the game's on the line There ain't no doubt in my mind, beating the buzzer like This is my time, this is my moment, you better bet that I'm on it Ready and set, I'ma own it Blast it to ten, then keep going There ain't no coaxing, I never settle, don't play Putting the kettle to flame I go a hundred all day Foot on the pedal, no brakes Ten, nine Paid all my dues, waited in line Eight, seven Now it's about time that I take mine Six, five King of the jungle, heart of a lion Four, three, two, one Watch out, here I come This is my time, I'm on the rise Can't hold me down, I'm too fly my time, ready to shine, brighter than all of the lights, cause when it's game time, 
post TikTok. Haters wish that I slip. No, I don't miss. MJ all hits. Watch me pop off. I'm the king now. Moonwalk to the ring now. Keep on wondering how. Let that choir sing now. Ten, nine, paid all my dues. Waited in line. Eight. 